0: Self-directed IRAs are powerful. Self-directed IRAs are flexible. Self-directed IRAs can help make you very, very rich. And today, I'll give you the sobering reason to consider abandoning your self-directed IRA and to never, ever use it again. I'll give you the reasons and the solution right now in episode number 140.
1: You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio.
0: Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the podcast of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you. My friends, I'll do it again today. I'll bang the drum on the risk of prohibited transactions and why those of you who are doing real estate transactions or investing in nearly any non-exchange traded assets are taking a huge, unnecessary risk by sticking blindly to the use of your self-directed IRA. But first, holy cow, people. Clearly, a whole lot of you are interested in owning some cash-flowing rentals. Registrations for this week's webinar about that topic have absolutely blown up. Here's the deal. I found one of those gold mine type of opportunities. A very successful real estate investor owns a portfolio of over 50 properties, but he's in a serious legal dispute with his business partner, and their mediation requires them to liquidate these properties quickly. That's created a huge, wonderful opportunity because, folks... There are some incredibly solid cash flowing deals in this group. I'm talking about opportunities for properties that can be bought in the mid $50,000 range that are collecting rents of $750 to $800 a month. And for reasons I'll explain to you on the webinar this week, tenants tend to stay in these properties for three to five years each and never, ever miss payments. It's a beautiful situation. Anyway, the bottom line is that even after expenses and reserves, most of those 19 or so properties I picked out of that portfolio are still yielding 12% cash on cash, and sometimes quite a bit more. Several of those properties are already gone, as some other smart investors like you have already jumped on them, so we're down to somewhere around 13 remaining as of right now. Bottom line, you'll need to act quickly if highly cash-flowing property fully managed with very long-term, low-maintenance tendencies is something that appeals to you. The webinar where I'll tell all of you about this as a group is this week, and you can get the free registration link by texting the word "top picks" to 33444 right now. I'll give that to you again in just a minute, but also if you're an existing client of mine and you'd like to chat with me personally about this before the webinar, you know I'm happy to talk with you as existing clients get first shot at everything. If that's you, just go to sdiradio.com slash consultation and set up an appointment time, and I'll be glad to talk with you. And if you're not an existing client, please be sure to join me on the webinar. Register by texting the word top picks" spelled T-O-P-P-I-C-K-S with no spaces, to 33444. So, my friends, the importance of prohibited transactions can't be overstated. And since most IRA custodians won't do you the good service of making it really clear to you just how risky it is to use self-directed IRAs to buy non-exchange-traded assets, clearly that responsibility falls to me, and I gladly bear it for you, my dear listeners. Very quickly, a prohibited transaction is when you break a certain set of rules that the IRS has put in place that limits, to a small degree, what you can do with your account and with whom you can do such things. Bottom line, if you break any one of those rules when using your IRA, your account is blown up and the financial ramifications will be truly, deeply severe. Ever seen those pictures of Nagasaki, Japan, when the atom bomb was dropped on it, forming a huge mushroom cloud? It's the financial equivalent of that. It's a disaster if you commit one of these things with a self-directed IRA, and it's entirely plausible to lose half or more up to the entire thing due to taxes, penalties, and interest. It's an absolute disaster, and there's simply no easy way to get any grace from the IRS to fix your mistake. With few exceptions, once you've screwed up and Uncle Sam finds out about it, then it's as if your house is already on fire and there's no way for you to buy insurance. You're screwed. Here's an example. There's a pending bankruptcy case involving a person named Donald Rogers. Rogers filed for bankruptcy, and given that he has a self-directed retirement account, the bankruptcy trustee, the person who's trying to take away Rogers' assets for the benefit of creditors, he promptly inspected the account for prohibited transactions because... If you commit a prohibited transaction, then your account is no longer protected from creditors. So that's one of the downsides of committing a prohibited transaction. Suddenly, your IRA is up for grabs by your creditors. And as it turned out, Rogers really appears to have committed prohibited transactions. Some really obvious ones, things like he lived in the property owned by his account. He bought a boat using the funds in the account and used that boat for his own pleasure. He did business with relatives through the account, took out loans, basically did everything wrong that he possibly could have done. Really looks to me like an open and shut case, no question about it. That's why the bankruptcy trustee in Rogers' case asked the judge to rule that Rogers' account had already been involved in a prohibited transaction. It was obvious, a slam dunk. And folks, the ramifications are huge. Rogers' account is worth about $300,000, and frankly, he's going to be ruined by this. When you factor in his creditors, along with the taxes, penalties, and interest he'll owe as a result of this, his retirement account will end up being a huge liability rather than an asset. It's amazing. He could lose the whole thing and then some. We don't know for sure yet because the part of the case I'm telling you about was a request by the trustee for summary judgment concerning prohibited transactions and not the conclusion of the full case. So what I told you about is just a piece of the case, but it's critical because that's what will determine if he loses his retirement account. Oh, wait a minute. There is an important detail I got wrong in this description to you. turns out that Rogers has a self-directed 401k, not a self-directed IRA. And largely because of that, related to that, the judge refused the request of the trustee to grant summary judgment, which would have cleared the way for the trustee to take away Rogers' 401k. But the judge didn't do that. The trustee just couldn't yet show that the 401k was disqualified, unlike if it had been an IRA. And here's the rest of the story. This particular case is still pending, so we don't know what will happen, but if Rogers' attorney knows anything about this stuff, which is frankly doubtful, he'll reach out to the Department of Labor, the government entity that regulates 401ks, and he'll take a few simple steps to adjust the plan and bring it back into full compliance. It'll cost him very, very little to do that, and what'll be the result? At the end of the day, if Rogers' attorney knows what he's doing, Rogers will be able to keep his 401k. The bankruptcy won't be able to get his hands on that money. It just won't happen, all for one simple reason— The rules for 401Ks are far more forgiving than for IRAs where prohibited transactions are concerned. The difference isn't even close. In this case, the difference is worth $300,000. For Rogers, it's worth literally everything he owns because his 401k may well end up being the only thing he has left after bankruptcy. And remember, you don't have to file bankruptcy for this to be relevant. Just by committing a prohibited transaction in your IRA, you'll be subject to the same taxes, penalties, and interest, and the financial pain that can cause is absolutely, positively brutal. And don't kid yourself, my friends. Don't tell yourself that you're smarter and more careful than Rogers. Honestly, it's hard for me to imagine a circumstance in which a person does any substance of real estate investing through a self-directed retirement account without committing a prohibited transaction. You know, it's different for notes and and other things that are simpler like that, but real estate, man, it's just very, very easy to do. So do you want to get a self-directed 401k set up the right way? If so, I've got a great recommendation for you. Go over to sdiradio.com slash best 401k for my suggestion. So the moral of the story is My friends, if you qualify, you absolutely should use a self-directed 401k rather than a self-directed IRA. There's just no counterargument to that. And if you don't qualify to use a self-directed 401k, you should make some changes so that you do qualify. And that will be the topic of tomorrow's show. Do you qualify for a self-directed 401k? And if not, how can you qualify? It's so important, my friends, so important. So be sure you're subscribed to this show on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss it. This is a huge, huge deal. That's all for now. One final reminder text top picks to 33444 for the registration link for this week's webinar on acquiring high cash flowing rental properties. And remember, invest wisely today and live well forever.
1: Thank you for listening to Self Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis.